0: There's all of that. that's that's gonna sound <laughs> good. I just want to point out that we tried this once before, about one minute ago, and I noticed this time it was not recording the correct device, so I stopped. But we could, if you want to, just for fun and old time's sake, you re-record this episode two <laughs> or three times.
1: Did you stop? Collaborate and listen. (laughs) I don't ever listen. (laughs) If not, it was a missed opportunity.
2: As long as we're recording to the correct device this time.
1: Mm. Hi, friends. Hello.
0: Hello. How is everyone?
1: We're good. This is Stephanie, Brian, and Steve.
0: Why do you do that? No one cares. Because
1: all the podcasts that I listen to of the professional variety... Introduce themselves. Right. And
0: you just clarified why we don't need to. You said of the professional variety. And
1: they say things like, Welcome to Raised on Television.
0: Okay. I like how you still, once again, look at every side. Look at at the grease sports. I've got to get those posters in here, don't I? (laughs) Mm -hmm. We have other podcasts too, but you probably don't remember the names of those either. Who are you? (laughs) Oh, how was everybody's weekend?
1: We got kitties.
0: Yeah, cats, as mm-hmm. in multiples. Mm-hmm. How many? Fourteen. Oh, that sounds about right. <laughs> Brian will be moving into my house
1: soon. <laughs> dos. those Two. Dos. Why'd you get two? Because it's mean for them to be only cats. <laughs> oh, <God>.
0: Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well I'm not really a cat guy, so
1: you like cats just fine. You're just allergic to them.
0: I am. I like other people's cats. I don't need cats in my house. <laughs> yeah. Because the cat hair they get up on everything, they get into everything, and they're kind of obnoxious and that's kind of my gig. So <laughs> I don't like anybody stepping on my toes.
1: Right. You just you just find their personality too close to your own, so you that's can't have them. That's just in there. a little
0: too close to the bone. Their names are Memphis
1: Sk- and Tigris.
0: I like Memphis. What's the? I don't understand the other name.
1: Tigress is a character in the Hunger Games. Oh, okay, okay. She was supposed to be named Vegas, but that seems more like a boy name. And Mm. she really kind of does look like a tigress. She's got really cool markings. Okay, well, cool. So congratulations! How long have you had one of us? Is very excited. (laughs)
2: Look, I love cats. I love kittens. I think they're fun to play with kittens. We just lost ours. And I thought we were going to be petless for a little bit. but
0: Catless, because you still have two okay. dogs. Catless. Catless, we, who was also didn't... a character in the Hunger Games.
1: <laughs> Close. <laughs> <laughs> May odds catness. be ever in your favor. <laughs> we didn't lose our cat. He died. <laughs> right. it's not like somebody left the
0: door open and he made a break for it. I was but...
1: with my ex-boyfriend once, and this is one of the many reasons there is a qualifier before boyfriend. And he said somebody said, Oh, we lost mom about, you know, three months ago. And this dumbass said, Well, did you look behind the couch? <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay, odd place to store somebody, but
1: hey. I'm like, Shut up. Oh my god. <laughs> it didn't go over well, surprisingly. No, I
0: would, Im- I would imagine not. Wow. Some people
1: don't have a good sense of humor, I guess. I don't know. Oh. So yes. how was your weekend?
0: It was fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know what? Okay. So now my, my dear friend Brian, who is a wonderful and amazing cook and chef, he'll laugh at me. So I have been trying to make fried chicken for mm. weeks now. And as Frankie's dad said, well, how do you screw up fried chicken? And what she later said, you know, and of course it was her mom that always made it, not her dad. So I said, have have him come right on over and show me how to make it. I
1: can't imagine Larry making Uh, the fried chicken. Right, exactly.
0: So uh, the first time I tried it, um, it was an absolute disaster. The entire house filled up with smoke. I had the, the the heat on the stove too high. The second time I tried it, I'm like, okay, screw it. I'm getting a deep fryer because mm-hmm. I want the whole house to smell like grease for there weeks and mm-hmm. weeks. Mm-hmm. And that turned out okay ish, but not great. Was it just like the Fry
2: Daddy deep fryer thing? The no. It was, countertop. Well, I mean, it, I didn't like have a professional. No,
1: he went blend. out got a 50 gallon of oil.
0: Exactly. You know, Price Dropper had a sale. I'm like, hey, bring that on in here. So, um, so then I tried an air fryer, and what it turned out great. It was delicious. It was moist. It, I hate that word. Damn. It was very good. So I really liked it. It turned out wonderful. Did I, you do like dipped batter? Yeah, or? I made my own. Okay. No, I, I made my own uh, flour and season mixture, Yeah, which was really good. But the trick apparently when you air fry it to make it crispy is you have to spray it with oil. So I put some olive oil on it and, and it turned out good. I know. Yeah, we did fried fish in the air fryer
1: and by we he means he oh i understood yeah. that when we when <laughs> i Why didn't know if the readers <laughs> knew. No, no. No, <laughs> when, when we first got an air
2: fryer we did we tried f- like fried cod hand, right. hand battered and yeah it was a sloppy like mess but it tasted really good right it just like it didn't get crispy on the outside oh. because i didn't know like you have to a do a sec a second dry coat
0: on the right, outside, right?
2: Because if you're doing it in an actual fryer, you can just put it in with wet. Oh, on sure, the outside. okay, sure, but sure. But you do a second dry coat, and then you have to like spray it. But I figured that out in sub- subsequent. Oh, okay. Attempts. Well, thanks okay.
1: for coming to cooking with Steve and Brian. <laughs> yeah.
0: You know, now for that we've covered dinner, wow, that
1: are here for the actual TV show. If we could
0: stop wearing <laughs> our feelings on our sleeve, wow, somebody got left out. No. Could, I'm sorry, do you could we spend more time talking about your cats?
1: I'm just being silly. <laughs> I don't care. I would just be silly.
0: The amount of stuff that I cut out when I'm listening, usually it's me. (laughs) I'm like, oh no, that's got no, no, that's got to go, no. So,
1: what are we talking about today? Today we are talking about entry ninety four on the nineteen ninety seven TV Guide Top One Hundred Television Episodes. Hey, she got it out
0: all in one this time. I
1: had to write it down.
0: (laughs) I tried saying it last night, or no, it was a couple of nights ago when I was editing our last episode. Because you were struggling with right. it. And I'm like, okay, blah, 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 And that was how it ended up. Mm-hmm. So it is not really easy to say. It doesn't flow. No, it, it doesn't. It doesn't flow. It doesn't. So agree. tonight,
1: today's entry is Mork's Mixed Emotions from Mork and Mindy, episode one, or episode, season one, episode 19.
0: Which I actually. I still managed to
1: screw it up. Just let me keep talking. It well, like I'll, make it up.
0: I'll clean it up in post. Okay. Um. Interestingly enough, on the list it says it's 1980, but I show it aired February 22nd of
1: 79. Yeah. That is what I have as okay. well. Okay. First air date, and February 22nd, 1979.
2: One thing says it's episode 19, and another thing says it's episode 20. So depending on where you are, mm-hmm. apparently, uh, it I may be a different know. episode in the sequence. <laughs> That's true,
0: That's true. <laughs> this uh, is
1: an ongoing battle with one of the Murder, She Wrote podcasts I listen to. Because if you count the pilot, which is a two-part episode, As episode one, is it two parts, which makes it episode two, which then makes the first episode of the show, episode three? Or is that just the pilot and then you do episode one? So every time I talk about something, they go through all of this rigmarole and I'm just like, let it go. And she
0: yelled at us (laughs) about chicken. (laughs) Hey, that was about Murder, She Wrote. Oh,
1: I just want to take a minute to say uh, rest in peace to Peter S. Fisher, who developed most notably for me, Columbo, and Murder, She Wrote passed away last week at I believe the age of 88. Uh thank you very much. Sir, I enjoyed a lot of your work. Well,
0: that is a least that is a long life yeah. well lived. I loved Colombo. I loved murder she wrote. Yes. But um yeah.
1: No, I just wanted to take the opportunity to no, say I, that. Think, I kind I of I think forgot that's about
0: important. That. So as I was as I was preparing last night for today's episode, um a a question came to mind that I would like you to consider adding. You know, you have sure. your your list of Uh, your, your list of things at the end of the show. When you talk about being raised on television, I think it's important to talk about what impact certain shows may have had on you. Now, obviously not all of them because, you know, none of us were alive for several of these. Mm -hmm. So some of the shows I understand, obviously we won't have that, but Mork and Mindy was on during some formative years of, of all of our lives. I just wanted you to, to consider maybe adding that in.
1: Sure, it's funny that you mentioned that because that was going to be a, a large portion of the ender on this one. Oh, okay, yeah.
0: okay. Well, good. See, two people, one brain. Yeah,
1: <laughs> you may think that that's an advantage. It's not.
0: No, <laughs> I spend large portions of my day without it.
1: Right. I just feel like kind of drooly. Like blah.
0: <laughs> those are the best days. Um, so,
1: Brian, what you got over there about February twenty second, nineteen seventy nine?
2: Uh, I got all kinds of stuff going on in the world in 1979. Oh, there was. 1979 was big. All right. So space stuff, since it's Mork and Mindy. So we got some space stuff. Uh, we had a total solar eclipse on February 26th.
1: I remember it well. Year. I was in second grade. And Mrs. Cerber was outside, and she was allergic to the sun. So it was a big deal that she was outside, and we had to look through the little box to see the eclipse. I
2: didn't know that. I loved Mrs. Server. She was my homeroom. There were 18 years between that one and the next total solar eclipse. So, you know, that's pretty significant. I was no longer
1: in second grade when the next (laughs) one happened.
2: Uh, Voyager 1 (laughs) reached Jupiter in March. Okay. Uh, The first space shuttle was delivered to Kennedy Space Center in March 20 march 25th of 1979
1: what was its name columbia columbia
2: and Skylab fell out of the sky and hit the indian ocean and parts of australia
0: i can remember that and i was so excited because i'm like maybe part of it will fall in our backyard (laughs) later in in life i'm like holy shit i gotta look up everywhere i go so that was all of
2: the space stuff that i could find Mm -hmm. but you know Everybody's looking up to the sky. We have an alien on Earth living with a single female in uh, Colorado Springs. Boulder. Boulder,
0: Boulder, yeah. That was pretty pretty Uh, spicy.
2: The biggest thing that I found was uh, the Iranian Revolution Mm -hmm. in 1979. I mean, there were plenty of other big things, but world-affecting things, I think the Iranian... Revolution was probably
1: which led to the, largest. the taking of the American right. hostages at the US Embassy. Right. 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 Which then ultimately right. contributed to Ronald maybe Reagan not Reagan
2: being elected. Ronald
1: Reagan and the world fucking ending. <laughs> Sorry, Steve.
0: <laughs> that hurt in multiple places. I am a Reagan Republican. Just saying. So she's she's allowed to have her opinion. She's, <laughs> she's allowed to be wrong all she's she wants like, to. She's
1: like, she could just stand there in her wrongness. <laughs> <laughs> just be wrong.
0: Although I will say for a lot of issues, there's not much difference between her and me. So No. And mainly if there because, are
1: differences, it's just degrees right, of the yeah, same. It's,
0: it's just, there's a whole lot of common sense that the world can benefit from. So... Um, but yeah, lots of, lots of interesting things that happened, but why don't we dive into the episode? Who wants to kick off?
2: Sure. I mean, I'll start with
1: the, (laughs) it's your show. I appreciate that. Just getting staring. But so far, I've done some yappity yappin'. So the synopsis is,
2: Mork becomes disturbed after having a nightmare, shuts his emotions off. When Mindy kisses him, his emotions are released, but now the... The Orkin cannot control them, resulting in an
0: embarrassing shift from moment to moment. And from what I understand, the directors had a difficult time controlling Robin Williams during his I tenure on there. Don't doubt that. And so I read, I, I just googled, how did they rein in Robin Williams? How much of what he did was improv, and how the the directors really worked within his process was they always allowed a portion of the script where they would say, Robin improvises. And that kind of helped him to get all of that <laughs> out and, and be able to stay on task for so, the rest of the show. So can I Can you that imagine was really
1: editing neat. that?
0: I have a hard enough time editing this.
1: <laughs> can, no, seriously, Kenny. I mean, because even the stuff that didn't make the show, probably because it wasn't topical, was still genius.
0: Oh, I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure. That kind of manic... There, there are times that his, his comedy is more manic than I really right. have a tolerance for. Because it borders on silly, As
1: it, it's 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 genuinely madness in motion. I think I, won't, I don't I would think agree. it's silly. I think it is absolutely manic.
0: I no, I I don't disagree yeah. with that at all. It
1: has elements of that. When he focuses and reins it in, obviously it's incredible, and there's no one right. like him, right? But sometimes it's just like, oh my god, right?
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's it's a bit much. It's a bit much. Um, all right. So who wants to kind of dive in on the episode?
1: Uh, some of the guest stars. I'm sorry, not guest stars, but the stars of the show were Pam Dauber and... Married to? Mark Harmon. Mm-hmm. Who... And,
0: and that that's kind of a, a great love story there.
1: It really is.
0: They're still married. They seem like an incredibly happy couple. And so it's a, they're one of those where you're like, God, I hope that's real. And I hope that... I hope it lasts.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think they've been married for 40-some years Mm -hmm. by this point in time. The great Conrad Janis, who I always thought was underappreciated and underused in Hollywood. (laughs) That's Mindy's dad, Mm -hmm. who owns a music store where her grandma works and her grandma is just cool as hell. <laughs>
0: but it's the maternal grandmother, isn't it?
1: I think so. Yeah.
0: So how does she fit? I couldn't remember. I went back. I watched the pilot first and then watched, but the, the pilot didn't offer any clarity there.
1: Right. So the, if, for those of you who are unfamiliar with Mork and Mindy, Mork and Mindy uh, is a spinoff of happy days. The, um, I don't know how to say, like the backdoor pilot for and Mindy would have been an episode of Happy Days called My Favorite Orkin, where, and this and the Happy Days sort of pantheon is when Fonzie has transitioned from being cool guy to somehow mythic being. (laughs) 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 Like, where the phrase
0: jumping the shark actually originated.
1: right. Right. Well, originally, Fonzie would just, you know, like snap his fingers and girls would come running. OK, that's kind of cool. And he would hit the jukebox and he would make it turn on or off, depending on whatever. So he was a
0: womanizer and a thief.
1: Yes. <laughs> that was not my takeaway when I was a kid. I thought Fonzie was <laughs> uh, the coolest Oh, are you guy kidding me? I
0: had a T-shirt with Fonzie on it. With the thumbs out going,
1: hey. Oh, man. that's oh, amazing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I also
0: had Star Wars sheets, but, you know, that explains why I, I'm still single. I <laughs> I do. don't still have Star Wars <laughs> sheets. I <laughs> want to be clear
1: Let's about make that. it just be clear on that. I was not allowed to pick my sheets, and I had Holly Hobby sheets. Had I had my way, I'd have had Charlie's Angels sheets, but that's another story. <laughs> that's for another podcast.
0: You have Angela Lansbury murder. She wrote sheets now, don't you? <laughs>
1: I have an Angela Lansbury murder. She wrote bag that I keep my makeup in. <laughs> and one that has the golden girls on it too. Again, topic for another podcast. Well, those are at least TV shows. <laughs> Cut <laughs> yes. us a little slack. Yes. So this is when Fonzie has transitioned from cool guy, a uh, good friend, a general, like he stood up for the people that were cool, you know, acting like a douchebag would earn you Fon- Fonzie's wrath. But at some point in time, he stopped being a cool guy and turned into a mythical being. Like, he fights the devil for Chachi's soul at one point in time.
0: He apparently lost. (laughs)
1: Looking back, maybe he should have just let that go.
0: It already happened.
1: (laughs) and Chachi already sold it. In this particular episode, he fights Mork for... I think it's Richie because Richie's supposed to be a journalist and he wants to do some sort of story. Uh, at any rate, work does something with his finger and <laughs> it sounds really gross. Fonzie does something with his thumb and they like have this thumb finger war. Anyway, Fonzie wins and Robin Williams gets a spin off.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, who really won there? Oh, so, it's
1: set funny. in Boulder, Colorado. It's the late 70s, Mork is living with Mindy, which was case scandalique back in the day because my parents did not want me watching Three's Company because there was two girls living with one boy.
0: I remember my brother and I used to watch Saturday Night Live growing up clear up until my parents sat down and watched it with us, at which point we no (laughs) longer watched Saturday Night Live. Jane, you ignorant slut. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so...
1: But I don't remember there ever being any pushback against Mork and Mindy like there was against Three's Company because Mork was an alien. He was an other. There was no sexual, I guess, component to this. But in this episode, they're a smoochin'. Yeah. And right. I don't remember that at all.
0: No, I don't either. And they ultimately ended up getting married and gave birth to Jonathan Winters.
1: Right. Mirth from Earth. So, yeah. Who I... aged backwards in a whole Benjamin Button thing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Which is a movie, not a TV show.
1: So, what's confusing. It's
0: confusing. It... It, it,
1: it really interesting. I
0: mean, it's a good show. It was. I remember loving it as a kid. Oh,
1: I loved it so much.
0: Watching it again, it's just like uh, I don't know. I'm it's kind of
1: silly. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Um, this particular episode, though, it, when when you have the benefit of history, is 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 actually pretty incredible. This is one where I. At the end of it, I'm like, okay, now I know why this one's on the list. Mm-hmm. When you talk about the, the burying of emotions and this barrier that we try and put up so that we don't always express how we're feeling about something, one of the lines that stuck out was when Mork said, my dad said, big boys never cry. Right. And, and that's something that men have been telling boys for millennia. Right. And I think it, I, I, I don't know, I kind of think in our generation maybe is where that has kind of stopped.
1: I hope right. so, because toxic masculinity is just.
0: Well, and, and it isn't even that so much as it is telling somebody your emotions don't matter. Right. That's the your underlying Your emotions aren't valid. Right. Right and you know only girls cry only sissies cry Oh, bullshit you know real right. men real men know how to be a gentleman real men know how to sit properly at a table real men know how to cry right and and real men do so yeah.
1: that and see that's just when i said toxic max, masculinity that's an example of me not properly understanding the man's point of view in that because you're talking about expressing emotions and i'm talking about the toxic manifestation of never expressing emotions. Okay. So that's just a like a good example of how we can even now we're both talking about the same thing right. to some extent, but we can learn that that's what you were trying to get across, not the damage that I think that toxic masculinity does.
0: And and you know the the pushing your emotions down, sometimes that's just a control thing. Sometimes that's not a not a guy trying to be masculine or or anything other than a the res- societal response right. of okay, well, I can't do this now. I have two emotions: angry and nothing. Those are, <laughs> those are my two.
1: Actually, his emotions are angry and angrier. <laughs> um, it's a spectrum.
0: There was there was another line in there I liked. Hi, toots. <laughs> 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 the creepy. Disco guy, which right. really offered nothing to the story.
1: No, that's part of the silliness that sort of... That's Bill Bocker. I don't know how to say his, life, his name correctly. But he went on to be on Growing Pains as the gym teacher. Oh, okay. And then he had a spinoff called Just the Ten of Us. Okay. It was a really good show. It had the girl from um, Dive on Elm Street, the one who gets the white streak in her hair, is one of the sisters. And it had... Okay. Uh, the guy who played Herb Tarlick on WKRP as a priest. Oh, okay. Okay. It only lasted a couple of seasons, but it was highly enjoyable, and I wish they would have made more of those. That's (laughs) funny.
0: That's funny. Um, Okay. So,
2: what else? I mean, this episode is entertaining from a, you know, if you've never seen Mork and Mindy before, or haven't seen it in a long time, you get to experience Robin Williams again, right? Yeah, there's the manic stuff, and especially when he's experiencing all of the
0: emotions right. in a thirty second. <laughs> right. <laughs> now that's art. There, that it really is. It, it's like in the in the music store was what I was referring to, where he just is is exploding. I'm like, okay, that's not really adding anything. To it for me, I'm not saying it isn't art, that it isn't important, that it isn't good. It's just for me that wasn't doing yeah. anything. And it's what
2: Mindy's birthday, right?
1: Right. And so she <laughs> says something about she's going to go celebrate, and he asks if she's going to go celebrate with the Pope, and it's just the funniest <laughs> that thing. <was> funny. <laughs> it's like, why did you go there? <laughs> oh,
0: I also liked in the pilot that he brought money with him. And it was a bag of sand. (laughs) And then she says, well, sand is as common as dirt. And he's like, oh, well, there goes the second bag. (laughs) (laughs) So I I always thought it was a well-written kind of a fun show. Um, I had to laugh. I kind of, so it's on Amazon Prime for those of you that have it. Would certainly encourage you to, to spend some time watching the show because there is some great acting and great writing in there. Um, but it's also interesting to see how long episodes are. I mean, it's 1979. Some of the episodes are 25, 26 minutes long. Now, I think for a half-hour show, yeah, you get 22 minutes. Yep. And, and eight full <laughs> minutes of commercials. <laughs> the other thing that struck me, and I don't know if this, is, if this is true or if I'm just kind of misremembering things, it seems like for older shows, there was always some dedication to the introduction. Mm -hmm. And it seems like today we just kind of jump into the show and we're letting the credits roll over the main screen without any real context beyond the show has begun.
1: I don't I think that that's kind of the, the scene setting element of that is is pretty like that's just what TV was like then. You know, is that what you're saying?
0: No, I'm really, I'm asking, is my, am I remembering that correctly? Are most shows kind of done away with the intro? So you don't really get that cool theme music. You don't get to see the clips from all the other shows or is it? I don't know. Do I I just watch too much? I think I just watch too much streaming. I think
2: you also get a lot of shows throw you into the show and you get like a 15 minute preamble.
0: Okay, sure. And
2: then you get the credits.
0: Sure. Sure, sure. Well and, and two, like I said, I may just have too much streaming and hit skip too many times.
1: I don't know. The only scripted uh sitcom that we a new sitcom that we're watching is the Frasier Reboot. Is it good? I like it. It's good.
0: Is it oh okay, I'll have to check it out. What's it on?
1: It's on Paramount Plus.
0: Oh, so I have to subscribe? I don't know. Oh, okay. I, mean, I just could, I Brian have, does all the things probably... I
1: commit in the TV's on.
2: You could probably just you know, utilize someone else's login. Well, it's just I don't I think have you can do that. So
0: many streaming <laughs> services. I'm now spending more per month than I ever spent on cable. Right. So it's getting a little ridiculous at my house. So Um, But I'm watching all sorts of crazy shit on TV, (laughs) and that reminds me. As I swore on there, so every time I upload an episode, one of the questions is: Is there explicit language? Yes. And I'm like, Can we just hard set that to yes? Right. Why? Because every now and
2: then I forget to press. If we have to check it, then we need to use it to its full
0: advantage. (laughs) God damn it!
1: (laughs) Stephanie is involved. It's explicit. Check the
0: fucking box, uh, Steve. Right, and and let's go on. I agree. (laughs) It just every now and then I forget to check that. And I'm like, some poor person is really in for some disappointment, <laughs> especially if they're listening to bovine waste. One
1: of the one the of boys the pod- get
0: a little unhinged from time <laughs> to time.
1: It's okay. They, they just have it out for the Amish. One of the podcasts that I listened to for a long time, they don't say any swears. They don't use any inconvenient things like that and they had um, a crossover episode with another podcast oh no that talks a, a lot in uh, in adult terms <laughs> and adult situations
0: profanity is my medium
1: <laughs> And they started, the one of the girls started out and she's like, hey, we're here to talk about butt stuff. And my whole, <laughs> my whole face fell off because I have never heard, heard her say the word butt, oh let alone gosh. butt stuff. It was an amazing episode. Thanks to, um, I think not, and Date with Dateline for that incredible crossover. <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny.
0: That is, that is. Um, back to this particular episode, though. Um, what were your thoughts with regard to, uh, let me first ask you, did that resonate with you at all when you were younger? Or do you think it would have?
1: I don't think so. I, don't I think, think I so thought either. it was funny no. that Mark was he, being crazy. Yeah, he does different voices right. for every
2: emotion. He, he shows the emotions. You know, right. he lets them take
0: over him. As an adult, it landed... And I wonder if it did at the time.
1: I'm sure it probably did. I.
0: It was just, that was an entirely different time.
1: Right. There has to be something there for adults with kids if you want the whole family to watch. This is probably why my grandma, the one time we watched <laughs> together, had a sour face because there was nothing for her in that particular episode. <laughs> I was so distraught. Oh, I remember no, you grandma said that doesn't last like more Mindy.
0: That's funny. <laughs> that is funny.
1: In the 70s, and I don't, I think that this probably goes back farther because I remember like a couple of I Love Lucy episodes where maybe this is going on. But in the 70s, particularly, there seemed to be this trope about something bad happening, something embarrassing happening, something unhinged happening at a very expensive restaurant. <laughs> Does anybody else remember that? Like, always was going on in Three's Company.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: And so, like, the Jeffersons. Anytime they would go someplace really fancy, and there was always this one guy who kind of played the French waiter. And he was (laughs) the French waiter in this episode.
0: And what, what was his name? I don't know. It's like know. Jack or
1: something. Pierre.
0: <laughs> no, he was, and, and and if you need something, my name's Jack. Right. It's like you're clearly not French.
1: <laughs> right, but it was. it's just one of those things, like, I don't know if, if other time periods had that or if that's just something that's like an easy joke, but, you know, the, the horrors of, something terribly embarrassing happening at a, at a restaurant full of snotty people. <laughs> well, even on friends,
0: they did that. You know, they, oh, yeah. they were at the restaurant. Judy was babysitting. She kept having wine. Right. <laughs> and then wasn't there, I don't know, maybe it was the same episode where nobody was showing up mm-hmm. and, um, that's Joey, a different one. When okay. Phoebe and Joey. Yeah. Are yeah. yeah. And Joey. yeah. <laughs> He's starving to death. Right. So, um, all right. What else?
1: So, the number one song,
0: 22 minute episode. So, the number
1: one song on February 22nd, 1979, was Daya Think I'm Sexy, is how it's written on my (laughs) internet search. Do You Think I'm Sexy by Rod Stewart? The number one movie, I challenge both of you to answer. What is the number one
0: movie?
1: February 22nd, 1979. Star Wars. You are correct. Did you look that up or did you no, just know? I just guessed. It's a re-release. They re-released it. Oh, okay. It, I guess to but get ready. But I think
2: I knew that because they were getting ready for Empire.
0: Well, right. not till 1980.
1: Well, they were they were stoking the fire.
0: So well, and it's it, yeah, it, it, that doesn't surprise me though. I, I because would, they were, were totally
2: the, surprised with how well it did oh, the first yeah, time.
0: Yeah. So they wanted to. Yeah. No, I I I don't disagree with that at all. I'll tell you, if they re-released it today, in its original form, not with the <laughs> added CGI right. crap, but if they re-released it today, I'd go to the theater to see oh, it.
1: Yeah. Some of the things that happened in 1979 that Brian didn't talk about was that the SALT II Treaty happened. Uh, the U.S. and China established full dip- diplomatic relations. The Vietnamese took Phan pen I don't know how I'm not very skilled at languages, including English. The Soviets invaded <laughs> Don't you Afghanistan. Have a master's <laughs>
0: degree in English,
1: right? But that wasn't talking. <laughs> that was the written word. The Soviets invaded Afghanistan, uh, leading to yet another period of time when Afghanistan was infiltrated by foreign people for its entire history. I think. Idi Amin Dada was overthrown, who used to scare the shit out of me when I was a kid because they said he was a cannibal. Do you remember that?
0: No, I don't. And
1: he always had on that big military uniform. Oh,
0: that I remember. And then that. I was like,
1: and he's going to eat us? Oh, no. <laughs>
0: Again, it's the whole killer bees, quicksand, all of these <laughs> things that we thought were going to be really problematic as adults. Right. That and, and, and so Idi Amin. Far,
1: right. Not so much. Um, popular books included. The, uh, one of the most heartbreaking and horrifying stories ever told Sophie's choice. Other popular movies included Superman, every which way, but loose Rocky a movie. You both like alien. Nice. Nice. The Muppet movie, which you can never go wrong with that. Oh God. No. Loved it. And jailbird was another popular book by Kurt Vonnegut. So, oh, and Sophie's Choice is written by William Styron. So, those are so some of the other cultural, cultural things that are going on. going
2: on.
0: Some other noteworthy events that happened. Um, for one, in May of 1979, a American Airlines DC-10 was taking off, lost its engine due to an improperly performed maintenance and crashed, killing everybody on board and a couple of people on the ground. And it also that year, that summer, I think it was, yeah, it was May of 79. Um, and, and I'm like you, I sometimes struggle with the pronunciation of names. Eton Pats, a six-year-old, was kidnapped in New York. Um, apparently one of the first children to be placed on a milk carton. Oh. Commonly oh. referred to as the boy on the milk carton. Ah, that was a cold case from 79 until 2010. It was reopened, and then in April of 17, a man was convicted of the murder and kidnapping of that child. Aww. Those stories usually have terrible endings to them, um, but the the milk carton, I, I thought it was really interesting that that was apparently the beginning of placing lost children on milk carton as an aside
2: my grandma always used to tell me when i'd go out to play with my friends don't wind up on a milk carton
0: (laughs) good advice
1: solid advice grandma yes that's that is i don't know why you're pooing her Solid.
0: i mean maybe give me the advice how to not end up on one that'd be valuable i'm just saying
2: what other things oh so in the tv lineup um, Mork and Mindy started off on Sunday nights, which seems like a really weird place to start off a show. Right. Um, and it was the eight o'clock hour. Um, I don't out of the blue before it. I don't know what that is. The associates after it. And then the ABC Sunday night movie followed it, followed Mork and Mindy.
0: It was up against, again, I just want to point out most of those movies were total crap.
1: Yeah. Well, it they was were just banging them out. It was oh up God, against
2: Archie's Archie Bunker, on uh, is that
0: Archie Bunker's place.
2: Yes, place Oh, okay. That on was CBS. It was okay, um, but go it got moved to Thursday night. What CBS? Is that what this is on? You saying ABC? ABC. ABC. Okay. So it got moved to Thursday night. It pushed Laverne and Shirley out. Mm-hmm. Oh, and uh, it was followed. It was the leadoff show. Followed by Benson, Barney Miller, oh, I Soap. I loved Benson. That was an 2020. Show. I
0: loved Soap, too. So, oh, my God. It was yes. leading
2: off a pretty big night of comedy. Oh, sure. Followed mm. by 2020.
1: <laughs>
2: <It was so laughs> and here comes Hugh Downs to
0: bring the room down.
1: 2020 was good when we were around that age. I remember my parents watched it. Oh,
0: yeah. I can remember watching. There was a whole number of episodes. Whole number? <laughs> there were half episodes? No. <laughs> There were a number of episodes talking about the investigation in Elvis Presley's death and Mm -hmm. the, you know, the doctors, the pharmacists, et cetera. And I I really remember the investigative reporting of 2020 there. Um, One of the
1: first 2020 stories I remember is uh, the exploding Ford Pintos and Galaxies. Because my Aunt Mary had a car that was a Ford. I don't know what brand it was, but... I remember being very young and standing in my parents' living room and the person saying, like, well, they made a calculation that it would cost less to pay these lawsuits than it would to actually fix and recall the problem. And I was horrified. Horrify. Because
0: these were not not that any death is I mean, I'm not trying to downplay ways people die, but this was a particularly horrifying death because it was your car catching on fire and you being alive to experience. And they
1: showed and I don't know how this, slept. my parents weren't very attentive apparently after nine o'clock. Oh, just <laughs> the crap
0: that I watched. My God.
1: But I saw like somebody who had survived and they were horribly burned oh. and scarred. And I was terrified. I was terrified to get in my Aunt Mary's car. I like made my mom promise me that we weren't going to die. In fire. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, my god. So gosh. pay attention to what your kids are watching. This is much like the time my mom took my brother to a 4-H meeting and I stayed home with my dad. And he let me watch a movie called Who Killed Sharon Tate? Good oh my call, god. <laughs> I was three or four.
0: I watched that. I remember it. And I was horrified because I'm thinking Charles Manson and his band of minions is going to uh-huh. come busting
1: in at any minute. <laughs> I have a very clear memory of getting ready to go down the hallway to go to my room. And I had never, I took one, maybe two steps and I just froze because the light wasn't on. And until that moment, I had never been afraid of the dark. <laughs> 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 Could share Tate tape, maybe reevaluate all of my previous oh belief my systems. Gosh. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh my gosh. So, um, do you want to go through your list now or?
1: Sure. Um, I read some, I do not, I did not see this. Maybe I got up to go to the restroom or something. We were watching it. Did it he was have Twenty
0: five been... minutes. You couldn't make it. Twenty five <laughs> minutes.
1: I, I have maybe. <laughs> did was there? Did he interact with a little kid who was African American in this episode? Because I do not recall it.
2: The kid is in the episode, or was that the one that we no. mistakenly watched? Because... He
0: was in the music store. Came into the music
2: store. Okay, okay so he was in there. He came into the music store, right. but he didn't interact with Mork interacted with Mindy and the grandma. The grandma.
1: Okay.
0: okay. Okay.
2: So. Mork is there.
0: But at that point, Mork is still, I mean, they had the, that, was that the episode where the reporter came in or was that, that must've been
1: the pilot. That so. was the pilot. Okay. Okay. I but should yeah, so episode at a there time. is a person of color. Um, one of the things I do remember about Mork and Mindy was that there was a lot of, they took a lot of opportunity to bring kids into the music store so that Robin Williams could interact with kids. Oh,
0: okay. Because
1: it was, I mean, he's just magnetic. And one of the girls on there was named Stephanie. And I was like, well, I don't know if that's her real name, but if they need a Stephanie, they need to call me. (laughs) (laughs) So.
0: This would be where we cross over to her being actually raised by
1: television. Right. The uh, the roots of my narcissism are deep. (laughs) Uh, As far as that, I mean, I know it's a simple one-off thing. I appreciated it. I think that as a child to see another child that looks like me, we talk about representation, how important that must have been to children of color. Uh, Does it pass the Bechdel test? I don't think so. I don't think so. No, (laughs) No. (laughs) Because the grandma
2: and Mindy are the only two female characters. And they're talking about
1: Mork. And they're talking about Mork the entire time. Um. Gay representation, no... Uh, well,
2: I mean... <laughs> a couple of the emotions.
0: Well, and that... Okay, so it's funny that you say that because I heard, you know, as I was listening to it, I'm like, ooh, that didn't age well. Right.
2: Oh, Because yeah. in the 1979 Pantheon, gay is high vocal range. Mm-hmm. Right. Floppy hands. Right. And that was just part of his shtick. I mean, I'm flopping my hands around all right. of right. you on it's, the radio.
0: It's important
1: <laughs> that you know that he's doing that since this is such a visual medium.
0: But <laughs> um, but yeah, I did. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because I caught that. And I'm like, oh, I don't know that, that that would fly today so much because it's such a stereotype. Right. Right.
1: right. And there have been, since his death, there have been some criticisms That some of his comedy does not age well at all because he will use, he will put on an affected voice to make himself sound more.
0: A particular way.
1: A particular way. And I can appreciate and I accept those criticisms. I don't know exactly how I feel about them because I'm not a person that's impacted by that. And I don't know if that's just because of how. I under I appreciate and I recognize that that's their feeling. I I don't know how to say it correctly because I'm not a person of color. You know, I don't I appreciate and respect that, but I also respect that Robin Williams was just doing a shtick.
0: Right. And and again like we've talked about before and you've mentioned several times, you have to meet it where it is or where it was rather.
1: Right. And
0: you know this isn't comedy from 2023. Right. This is comedy from you know the mid 70s, well, the very early 80s. And I think Not... you have to
1: look at his intentions too. And I don't think he meant it to be cruel or unkind. Right. Or...
0: Right. And I think
2: I don't know. I'll t- I'll take this to another conversation point. And this is how
1: we get canceled. But... <laughs> <laughs> knew we it was watched. Gonna happen.
2: We watched a Richard Pryor stand-up show from. I don't know when it was recorded, but it's, yeah, yeah. 7778. And he does a, he is African-American and he does an impersonation of an African-American person that is not him. Mm -hmm. And he's like making a voice and calls himself Tyrone or something along those lines. And Robin Williams does something similar. So is that improper because he's Caucasian, making the voice to sound... St- I, "Quote unquote stereotypically right. African American at the time." And, I yeah. I don't know. Do we meet it where it is? Is it okay for Richard Pryor to do it, but not for Robin Williams?
0: I, I think I think so. I I don't think it was okay then. It's like we talked last episode um, about the episode of Barnaby Jones that you watched and, mm-hmm. and using oh the N word in there, and, and that's shocking today, but certainly in 1970 whatever. It was not. It was actually apparently a part of the daily vernacular.
1: Right. One of the things, when we went and saw To Kill a Mockingbird, now my entire life is based on To Kill a Mockingbird, right? We're aware. I wanted to be a lawyer because of Atticus. (laughs) I wanted to write a book because of To Kill a Mockingbird. I have a freaking tattoo of Scout in her ham costume. But the And I know it was the time and I know it was the place and I know this is exactly what happened, but the use of the N-word was so disturbing to me that i was uncomfortable
0: in the play in or? the play oh okay okay
1: and i know i mean i know what i was getting myself into walking in there that the n-word was going to be bantied about right but it makes i have such a visceral reaction to it that it was upsetting to me but so people of color uh um, gay content the Bechtel test misogyny no i think that um Mindy and her grandma have a lot of agency in the show and in the episode. Sets, it's fine. Costumes. It's funny the way that they approached making Mork an other without making him look like he was in an alien suit. Right. So he has on suspenders. The same suspenders. Our rainbow suspenders. And this is somehow like our signal. That he's wearing wearing it with a t-shirt and like khaki pants, that this is our signal that he's not one of us. (laughs) (laughs) And it's just enough different because on Happy Days, he has on his Mork suit, like the red and white. Um, But in this show, he only wears his Mork suit when he talks to Orson. Um, but that was our clue that he was different than us was his suspenders, <laughs> which I, it's, it's kind of funny that that's how they went about it, but it's effective. And he does other things that are noticeably different, but not beyond the realm of like, you wouldn't be like, he's an alien, except for when he sits on his head, which is pretty funny.
0: Right. Or when he hangs upside down like a bat to right. sleep. And he
1: drinks out of his fingers. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I think it'd be more convenient if you could pee out of your finger, but you know, that's just me.
1: (laughs) Maybe that was the second season.
0: (laughs) Um, And then going back to the question that we we wanted to add in, what impact did this?
1: Okay. So Robin Williams, um, probably more than any other actor, had more impact to people our age, I think, than anyone else. When we were kids, there was Morgan Mindy, right? So that was kind of silly. That was kind of over the top, the kind of stuff that kids really enjoy. Then when we got older. I am the exact same age as Ethan Hawke. Uh, the movie Dead Poet Society comes out. And it's talking about teenage feelings, and we're in that demographic. And Robin Williams is there. Then we get to Good Will Hunting, and you know, sort of mid twenties, trying to figure everything out understanding what friendship is, um, careers, what, what are we meant to do? And Robin Williams is there. So I just wanted to give a shout out, acknowledgement to Robin Williams for that. The cultural impact that he had on American society is, I, I, it's, it's woven into everything. He had, um, he did live aid, uh, to help with the homeless population. He was extraordinarily charitable. And I looked it up, and do you know that he ran a, t- a 10K in 34 minutes?
0: I couldn't drive it's... it that fast.
1: <laughs> I was like, at first when I read it, I thought it said a 5K, and I was like, I've run a 5K less than that. And I was like, oh, shit, he ran twice the distance <laughs> that I did. <laughs> that's like a five-minute mile. I mean, was there anything he couldn't do? Right. Um, So the ultimate question, I guess, is does this belong on the list? And the resounding answer for me is yes, for any number of reasons. Like you talked about talking about emotions and what happens when we bury our emotions and how important it is to kind of manage all of those feelings in a way that allows you your own peace and grace.
0: Right. And it's... I, we've got a long, long, long way to go there. I think. Oh God, yes. Um, that it. It's you need to be able to feel like that. Hey, what people will meet me where I'm at, and you know we we have a there's a, a segment here that I've cut out that you folks don't know about and it was because Stephanie was experiencing her own set of emotions (laughs) about Robin Williams and the impact that he had on her and the fact that he's no longer with us and that's the way it should be your emotions are yours they're valuable they're important and they are what they are and for anybody else to judge it to Brian's point about profanity fuck off
1: (laughs) that's very sweet because I did have like a full meltdown I had to go get ice from the freezer and put it on my face.
0: So, I mean, again, though, that's what I thought was so unique about this this episode. And I would, I would hazard a guess, or hazard to say, or step—I don't know—step out on a limb, something. This is the first episode <laughs> Dukes
1: of Hazard. That's not—we are not covering that. Talk How about is that shit not that on? talk about shit that didn't age
0: well. <laughs> Yikes. Um, this is that's probably,
1: boy. this Sorry. is probably
0: the first episode on the list and that includes the friends episode, right? but I think this for me is the first episode on the list that I think has actually earned a spot on this list. And frankly, it should probably be higher.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: I missed the first ones, but yeah, I agree.
1: But you know, it was, the yeah, s- it was friends which, and it was, and that's a personal yeah. thing for us. So
0: What was the second one? I thought you were here for the the second. The one with Elizabeth
1: Montgomery and Mr. Robert. Oh,
0: God, yeah. That was the Untouchables. Untouchables.
1: yeah. It's actually a pretty good... uh, It's just that histrionic overacting of that time period, you know, like... (laughs) Look
0: at that part, actually. (laughs) 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 It's
1: the... Oh, my God! It's the high-pants fast-talking, you guys. That's right, that's right. (laughs) See, what we're going to do here now is see... Okay, high pants, fast Uh, talking guy.
0: How, if you watch some of those, how TV ever made it is
1: beyond me. So I have to apologize to Brian and Steve for that. But
0: there's no need to apologize. (laughs) That's what we're talking about. But
2: for sure, yeah, this deserves it on the list. Does it deserve to be higher? Yeah, probably because I'm. I, I mean, looking through the list, there's their the sub-
1: speed racer coming up, <laughs> right? Exactly, right. <laughs> and unless
0: speed racers talking about how important my fucking emotions are, it's rated too high, and that your emotions are valid, and
2: right. that you shouldn't have to bury them, and that you right. shouldn't be forced to live by someone else's dictate. Well, and uh, you know, of little, what's the yeah. right emotion to have at the moment?
0: Yeah, and you know, a little bit dicey, I think, for the writers. To sneak in, my dad said, big boys never cry, because there were a lot of dads in that time telling their kids that very yeah. thing. Right. And I, so I just, I thought that was great. One of the other lines in there that I absolutely loved is when Pam Daubert kissed him and he said, oh, so my clothes I'm going to heaven. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means, but it cracked me up. Apparently you go to heaven naked. I don't know.
1: <laughs> well, I don't know. That's why in the rapture there was always like... I told you when I was in Las Vegas, it was one of those times that they said, this is the rapture day, right? So everyone has a big countdown, which <laughs> if you believe what the Bible says, it says no one will know the day and the right. hour. So it's a lot of mis- mixed messaging as far as I'm concerned. It's <laughs> just <laughs> <is> bad marketing. <laughs> but I was talking to my best friend Alex on the phone as I was walking to court, and I see that there's something up ahead on the sidewalk. And I was like, what? What is that? And it was a pair of pants that looked like somebody had just been snatched right out of them. Those aren't my pants. They fell exactly like you would. That's hilarious. And I was like, are those rapture pants? (laughs) (laughs) And then I searched them for meth. (laughs) Yes. I'm sorry, Your Honor, these were my pants.
0: I put on these pants and the drugs were in there. <laughs> I know. I just All I did was put them on and walk.
1: Right. So that's where the... And for those of you who are longtime Stephanie followers or whatever you want to call it, I have a page on Facebook called Lost Souls about shoes that are just abandoned in the most <laughs> bizarre and... Weird places, just clothes you find. And mainly it was downtown Las Vegas, because let me tell you, that was a smorgasbord for abandoned clothing (laughs) articles. Maybe the occasional drug needle. I don't know. It doesn't matter, but it was funny. Rapture So... Yeah, I just assume that for the rapture your pants stay behind because I've seen okay, that. Okay.
0: So, uh, so but I they think weren't work sold on something. But they weren't sold, we don't we don't think. Well the
2: people that <laughs> were left behind could sell
0: them. Ah <laughs> there you go.
1: And then the whole series could be made about left behind with Kurt Cameron. Oh <laughs> that's not TV, but Kirk Cameron was on Growing Pains which is That's yes.
0: Yes and and wow. You can Kirk Cameron you can leave me behind. I'm good. Right. Thanks. If that's
1: <laughs> what I have to do to move on, I'm going to take a hard pass. Christopher uh, Reeve um, and Robin Williams were like best friends at Juilliard. Have you heard this story? No, I haven't. But... And after Christopher Reeve had his accident where he was mm-hmm. injured on the horse, this doctor shows up, starts talking to Christopher Reeve in this insane accent. And he's like, what? Like he's truly confused. And then he figures out that it's Robin Williams. And that's the first time he had laughed since he had his accident. Oh my god! And they were exceptionally close up until... Uh, Christopher Reeve passed away from complications from the accident that he had had. And not only did he have a huge impact on our generation, I think he was a genuinely kind person and did a lot of things to um, to try to make the world a better place.
0: I and I want to be clear. I absolutely agree with that. And as a person, I loved him. As an actor, it wasn't my thing. Oh uh, no, just... trust
1: me. There was. We went and saw. I took the kids to see Happy Feet when it first came out and I was like, yeah, uh, Robin Williams was doing his stick in it because sometimes it was just too much.
0: Right. Right. Now as the genie in Aladdin loved him.
1: Right. Because that's what it was supposed to right. be. Right.
0: Yes, that's true. That is well, true. And
2: I feel like that's kind of
0: constrained,
2: right? Like, yeah. that, like you can't go too far off the
0: beaten path. That's true. Well, yeah. Oh,
1: the other really influential thing he did was that, um, comedy special from New York in 2002. It was after uh, 9-11, and everybody was still kind of like, eh, you know, sort of malaise was over the country. And then Robin Williams does the special, and it is so funny. And it was like, oh, It's okay
0: to laugh again.
1: It's okay. We're going to be okay. Robin Williams is doing his thing. We're all good.
0: Right. So, but yeah, as a, as a person and the influence that he had on his craft, I I have immense respect for.
1: Yeah. And everybody that ever worked with him in a training capacity or as a co-star says that he is an absolute genius. Like there is, he is a singularity that there has never been a comedy mind like his and uh, like everyone else is just kind of trailing along behind.
0: And um, just a a couple of closing remarks. Anyone?
1: No, I I, again, I appreciate you indulging me in the genuine upset I felt over Robin Williams. It's your show. I know, but still. (laughs) That's just proof of how important he is to me and to people our age. Sure,
0: Sure. no, absolutely.
2: All edits in this episode brought to you by emotions (laughs) emotions <laughs>
0: actually some of and them
1: coughing, this is, and coughing. Took my life. also coughing and <laughs> sniffing
0: there's a lot of editing that has to happen in this episode steve what about you um brian anything else No. all right I don't think so. so as as probably many of our listeners know um robin williams died by suicide And he also suffered from Lewy body dementia. And I would encourage anyone who doesn't know what that is to go and learn a little bit about that and other neurodegenerative diseases and the incredible, incredible impact they have not only on the victim, but also on their family. Educate yourself about that and demand better from your government for resources to be able to research and and hopefully someday find a cure for these terrible, terrible diseases that frequently leave you with nothing but don't have the decency to kill you. Um, Robin Williams sadly took his own life. For anybody who may be touched by that, for anybody who is struggling or who knows someone who is struggling, the National Suicide and Crisis Lifeline became live last year, and that number is 988. You can call it from a landline. You can call it from your cell phone. You can text with them. Call. Someone will answer. Someone will be there. Go to a trusted friend. Go to a trusted place. You are not alone.